This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Waking a Princess with True Love's Kiss, only to find out that she has herpes and now so do you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that's co-hosts are animated. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we're talking about our favorite animated uh, leads, it or not leads, just some favorite, <laughs> some of our favorite animated <laughs> characters in films. Yes. Um, I don't, I didn't know like when you first told me about this, like if you said like just strictly in films or was it like just in general it can be um, whatever I, they, we're, I pretty, we're pretty we're pretty we're uh, pretty chill around this podcast yeah. Zach. i don't know if you welcome to arms out nothing's really set in stone here we kind of do whatever we want mm-hmm. um we are our own bosses yeah so you know whatever i, I, I don't care what you uh what, what you did I, um okay. i i was pretty selective i don't okay. have a lot because i was like eh, no mm. basic stupid silly um <laughs> wow so i don't have many but i do have the ones the ones that i have i want to talk about okay um, in depth yeah kind of mm-hmm. um so i don't know how many you have but i would love for you to start off i have five um i'm gonna start off with the one kind of exception because like in my mind i was like oh, okay it's just got to be like from film um and i have one that's kind of like teeter-tottering because like they did a movie for it live action but it is animated like normally um and that is one of my favorite villains ever animated or put to like manga which is Yoshikage Kira from part four of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure um there's a lot of words I don't know what, what they mean you don't need to know it uh he's basically uh Patrick Bateman in a sense oh. from American Psycho but right. a little bit cooler um because in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure you have stands which are your manifestation of your fighting spirit that do different things that are stands stands which is something different in our S-T-A-N-D. world. S T A N D. Oh, stands. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Not stands. Not S T A N S. No, those are gotcha. those are people. Right. Right. <laughs> um so shout out to Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> so he's really cool. Um his whole thing and they say it like constantly it's like he just wants to live like a quiet life. Like he has like this very select way about him like he wakes up at 7 in the morning, he has breakfast, he goes to work, he does light jogging in the afternoon, he goes to the same coffee shop to get coffee after work, he brings home the same dinner. He's a man of routine. Exactly. Uh, the only thing that makes him different is he loves to kill people. Right. And then keep like a piece of them. Um, so he would do that where it's like he would have like where he would kill a woman and then keep his hand, like her hand, and then like just take that with him everywhere that he goes um and really cool too like you know the way that jojo has always been like they they have like so many references to like rock bands and everything like that his stand is called killer queen which is one of the coolest uh designs in my opinion that also does something cool where if he touches you the stand has like a little button on like his his like index finger that he pushes and then it just detonates like a bomb hmm um, he also resembles David Bowie quite a bit, which is why, like, halfway through it, David Bowie got pissed for, like, copyright, and then they had to change the look of him, but did it in a very creative way. Um, and he's just always been, like, one of those characters where it's, like, he's so, he's so well drawn out because they've had time to do it, and just cool look, cool idea, cool 
weapon that he uses. Why would, see, I don't, I don't understand why people get like, if you use me as inspiration for like a really cool character, why, I would not be pissed about that. Well, probably Bowie wanted money for it. But go fuck yourself. Like, just <laughs> like, no, like, just accept it. Mm-hmm. You have enough money, you cock. Like, <laughs> shit like that pisses me off. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Um, okay, cool. So, uh, my number one or whatever, four, I guess, mm-hmm. to start, uh, would be, ironically enough, we just watched the film Ratatouille, and Remy has made his way into my my top. I thought list. he would. Um, he almost made it into mine. He made it into mine after rewatching this movie because the passion mm-hmm. for for and and for the love of of food that uh, he really has, and how serious that he takes it, and and just how again like how much like he is the Anthony Bourdain the of rats right <laughs> just like the idea you know like obviously Bourdain is yeah kind of mm-hmm. like whatever just and Remy doesn't smoke a pack every 20 minutes right exactly uh but like the I, I don't know like when when you're watching a character whether it's you know live action or or animated um and you can really like feel the the passion and like Pat and Al Oswald doing the voice for him did I think a great job mm-hmm. because again like the like the little inflections in his voice when he's talking about things and how he how he kind of goes into like this whisper kind of talk when he's like almost like a fantasy type deal and he's talking about it I mean it all just works so well and the idea of him controlling Linguini and like Mm-hmm. being a chef because at that moment Remy's a human yeah like that is yeah like we talked, human form we talked about it in the last episode where it's like it really is the point where it's like the the pieces that both Remy and Linguini are missing like become right. one exactly and him being able to have you know 10 fingers and that are articulate and, and he can and he can you know pick up things and move things and and the way that he smells things and on all that, I mean, it, it's just so there's something, you know, I, I love the idea. And I, cause I do it myself of like romanticizing things, mm-hmm. which is like one of the, you know, I've spoken about like collecting vinyl records. Like, do they sound, do they actually sound better? Probably not, mm-hmm. but there's a romantic element to it. Collecting, you know, Blu-rays or whatever, like, no, it's is it yeah. the best? Is it the best quality? Maybe not. Can I just stream it straight from my TV? Yeah, but mm-hmm. there's a romantic aspect of unboxing it, and you know the way that the way that the romance of food in this in in um and how Remy perceives everything and how he knows what needs to go together, it's just it's beautiful. Yeah, and he absolutely worked his way into being one of my top favorite characters in the animated film. And if we didn't recently do that, do that movie, you would have had I three would, picks. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I would have found a fourth one, but mm-hmm. you know, it just, I'm happy that we did it because, uh, I, I'm glad that we rewatched it because I think that, that movie definitely like, just like inched its way in of like being like one of my favorite, like animated films just pans down. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Um, my next one is, a little unexpected. Ooh. Um, Ooh, I like unexpected. So, voiced by Bill Farmer. Uh, my pick is Goofy. From oh you, yeah, from yeah, fucking from, from everything. From well, mainly a Goofy movie and yeah. an extreme Goofy movie. Yeah. Um, there's something about it where it's like, again, that was my childhood. 
like the goofy movies were amazing. The extreme goofy movie still holds up for me as like a top tier film for animated. Um, but like something that I never really like picked up on as a kid was how in depth you kind of get from goofy in these films. Cause like, he's always kind of just been like that slapstick kind of character slapstick <laughs> character of Disney where it's like, he's the, yo, like yeah, always right, falling, right, right. like always getting like hurt doing something. But this was interesting because it's like you get to see him as like a loving, caring single dad with Max and going to these great lengths like in the first movie, like as a teenager trying to build that bond, like, you know, where most teenagers want to rebel and like not do anything with their parents. And like he's trying to build that bond with him. Yeah. And then in an extreme movie movie where it's like, you know, he goes off to college and like he's trying to hold on to like that kid that he still has Mm -hmm. and then going to college with him and then again building that bond but like this time with skateboards yeah i always remember in those films the the cheese whiz oh yeah it it always looks so good when i I was like eight i was like yo that looks so good i always remember from extreme goofy movie where like the the stoner friend is like you guys ever notice we keep wearing all these gloves? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like blew my mind as a kid. Um, all right, so this my next one's going to be a little emotional. Oh, um, I wanted to talk about the Iron Giant. Oh, you know what, man? He almost made it to How my list. How did he not make your list? It's <sighs> one of the greatest fucking. The characters. Iron Giant is so fucking good. You stay, I go. Dude, so. Yeah, the Iron Giant, vo- voiced by Vin fucking Diesel. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like one of his top tier performances. Yeah, well, he didn't have to do too much. <laughs> he didn't have to do much for Groot, but he still made yeah, that character. That's true. Um, man, the the whole idea in the in that film about like changing one's destiny, basically, mm-hmm. because. The Iron Giant is built to, like, destroy, essentially. Any other movie, it would have been, like, a killing machine. Right. And in this movie, it's like, no, the human connection here changed what he's thought was. And, of course, there's that, you know, super powerful ending where he's, like, I think his last words in the film are, I am not a gun. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I know. Oh, my God. I used to have a great toy of him, too, where it's like you could open up, like, all the compartments to show the the guns and cannons that yeah. he has and then just, like, snap it all back in together. Yeah. Um, but, man, he, A, from, like, an aesthetic standpoint, oh, yeah. he's Very really cool, cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the emotional fucking roller coaster the that he... bolt that's left at the end. Oh, my God. Oh, tears to my it's eyes so, every time. Oh, my God. He's he's one of the most iconic and most beautifully just... Uh, it, I, I, I almost can't even articulate mm-hmm. like how important the Iron Giant is. Mm-hmm. He's... If you haven't seen the Iron Giant, which ironically, directed by the same guy who made fucking Ratatouille, mm. Bird, yeah. um, and written by him, it's... The Iron Giant is one of, in my opinion, the greatest animated films Are you ever. a Brad Bird fan all of a I sudden? Like, well, like no. fucking from Iron Giant and well, I like, Ratatouille. I like Ratatouille too, but I don't, I don't really know a lot of Brad Bird. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure if I looked him up, I'd be like, oh yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, but the Iron Giant mm-hmm. is hands down 
one of my favorite animated characters. I'm surprised. I, I can't believe that he crossed your mind and then you were like, no. Like, how do you well, say no to him? He was going to be in my honorable mentions. Which is not... Which, <laughs> that, no, that doesn't mm. count. Like, he should absolutely be in your top five. Mm. Like, he's so good. He's got everything that you want. He's got the soul, the love, the comedy. It's He's, he's perfect. Yeah. He's perfect. You know who did make it into my list, though? Who? A Studio Ghibli character. Uh, I don't know any of these people. You, we've done Studio Ghibli before. We've done Princess Mononoke. We've done Grave of the Fireflies. Um, some people will know it. A very underrated film from Studio Ghibli, which is Porco Rosso. Uh, the the title of the film is the same as the character. He is voiced in American, like the the uh, dubbed version, by Michael Keaton. Mm. Very sultry, very soulful man in that voice. And it literally follows this um, this airplane piloting like bandit, basically, who is really, really good with a great-looking um, plane. Like, it, it's decked out, like, smooth red, like, gorgeous-looking. And it just so happens that, like, he is also... Somehow they never fully explain it, but I like the fact that they keep it ambiguous. Um, he was turned into a pig, so he's a pig man. Ah, and it's just him, like literally going around saving people, and then his plane gets like destroyed, and he has to like go ahead and rebuild it, and he gets like these really great friends along the way from it, and then comes back and literally does a. A plane fight in, like, I guess it's called a dog fight. It is called a dog fight, yes. Yes, a dog fight in the air with this horribly voiced American actor. Um, and then they both blow out both of their guns, land in the water, and then just have a fist fight for 10 minutes. <laughs> and it's just amazing. Like, one of my favorite things. And it's so underrated because, I don't know, like, it, it's literally a pig man. It literally, it's a pig man. Well, not um, literally. But. No, <laughs> but I, I watched it like last week just to like remind myself of like how great it is. And like, it's so it's fun. Like, it's such yeah. a well animated film with like a character that has something unique about him and like a great story, even out of nothing, really. Yeah. Like it's the most of the movie is just him going to get his plane fixed mm. and then coming back and being like, well, I also want to marry this girl. But you want to marry him, so we're going to have a dog fight. <laughs> meet me in the sky, bitch. Yeah, meet me in the sky, <laughs> bitch. Meet me in the land. <laughs> so, Porco um, Rosso. Well, speaking of fun, I wanted to talk... This one's a little bit more silly. Mm-hmm. I don't have, like... There's nothing, like, super deep or, like, thematic about this character, but it's a character that I grew up with, mm-hmm. and that means a lot to me. Um, and I'm talking about Roger Rabbit from mm. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I figured you were going to put him in here. Did you? Yeah, just something about it was like, you know, Ro- Who Framed Roger Rabbit is such a fun film. It's so great. It's so iconic. Uh, Jessica Rabbit is just so, mm. you know, she was like like the sex symbol of... Yes. And it's weird to say that because she's animated. I've um, had animated crushes before. <laughs> Why can't you like, get got, comfortable I with got, this? I got no problem. With <laughs> I got no problem with sexualizing animated. I got no problem banging a computer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know what? I think I think Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out and when? Uh, Nineteen eighty-eight. Uh, so, mm. uh, we kind of mentioned when we were talking about um, Ratatouille mm-hmm. that you know the the idiot lead character yeah. is kind of overplayed. 
But Roger Rabbit, I have an exception for mm-hmm. because maybe it's just because I grew up with him. So, like, I, I just kind of love him. Yeah. Because, but I will say that he's way more lovable than, like, a typical kind of, like, Linguini. Like, Linguini mm-hmm. I did not find to be a lovable idiot. Yeah. Like, Roger Rabbit is absolutely a lovable mm-hmm. idiot. Um, the way that he stutters. And it's so interesting to watch how how he how he acts in the real world because it's half live action half mm-hmm. animated which was like the movie that really put that on the map yeah and like the ideas of him running around and just being like framed for murder yeah. <laughs> it's just it's dark it's a dark movie mm-hmm. in some ways um but Roger Rabbit for whatever reason has always been that guy where i was like man like i like him better than like bugs mm-hmm. i like him better than daffy and he, oh, granted, he's not like in the same like world as them, um, but I guess technically he is. I think they're, I think they like sort of have, they have like it, that movie's weird because yeah. of like the rights that they have. Like, there's there are some straight up like Disney characters in there, and then there are mm-hmm. ones that they just created, um, like Dumbo's in that movie, yeah, which is like weird because I, I don't know, I don't Disney? know how they, I get, yeah, so I don't know like how they got like certain rights to certain ones. Um, I don't know if Bugs are, is actually in Who Framed Roger Rabbit at all. But uh, Roger Rabbit is just iconic, mm-hmm. and I love his outfit. Is just is he silly, um, and he always just brings a smile to my face every time I watch him. So I wanted to talk about him. I like. Um, I have one that is recent for me, actually. Like somebody that I kind of picked up on from a film that came out last March on Netflix, um, and I finally got around to it like last week to like watching it. Uh, the film is called uh, The Mitchells versus The Machines. Okay. And the main character is Katie Mitchell, who is voiced by Abby Jacobson. And I'll, I'll say this. It is bold in our day and age to make an animated film not by Pixar or Disney that holds up and has like a great story to it. The film is made by Sony and then sold to Netflix as like just a strict Netflix original film. Um, it's beautifully animated. It is hilarious. Like I love the entire family, but Katie is the main character and she really like brings something different to it where she is kind of like this modern teenager who is trying to go away to college to become a film student. And like, she's just very quirky. She's androgynistic. Cause like, she doesn't know exactly like, who she wants to be but like finds herself in her own way and her parents haven't found that yet um and then just the way that like she she portrays herself as like this person that wants to just do right and save the world and then still trying to build this relationship with her dad that they are very like distant from each other like he always thinks that like her stuff is like nerdy and weird and why can't she get him and meanwhile she's very much like why is he all about like hunting and like fishing and stuff like that why can't he get her Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful story at the end of like actually coming together and then you come to find out like this actually was based off of a real family like i think like the the director was in this family and saw all this happen and that's where like the the idea came from this film. Oh, okay. Um, but it's really beautiful. Like, I really enjoyed this film. I don't think we'll ever do it for the podcast, but, like, it's definitely something to, like, check out. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so my last one. Mm-hmm. 
is so I don't know if you've ever actually seen this movie. The movie came out in 2020. Um, I believe it's a Disney film as well, uh, and it's called Soul. I did not get to see it yet, but I've heard nothing but amazing things about yeah, it. Yeah, so Joe, he's he's my last pick. I really like Joe a lot. Um, he's he's voiced by Jamie Fox, um, and the themes of Soul are kind of like you know, essentially like thinking that you know you're put on Earth for like a specific reason. Like Joe thinks that he's meant to like play music like mm-hmm. that is what he was brought on this earth to be and it's like no <laughs> and it kind of like tells him like no 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 that's not what it's about um and it really explores this weird like he's i don't want to call it it's not quite purgatory but maybe it is where mm-hmm. he's like he's kind of brought into a place between life and death yeah i saw a whole thing about it it's purgatory it is but it's like it's Disney purgatory, yeah. so it's like... It's, <laughs> they can't outright say it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so basically, like, you know, he thinks that he's got, like, some grand purpose, um, and essentially that's not what it is, and it's kind of like getting off your high horse, mm-hmm. um, but, the, you know, one of the main reasons why he, like, really became, like, one of my favorite characters was that, again, similar to, like, Remy, where, like, the passion is so infectious... Uh, you but know, for music. Well, right, exactly. He's got like kind of that Ryan Gosling from La La Land mm-hmm. thing, where it's like he just feels so passionate about jazz music, and 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 when he like sits down at the piano and when he when he starts playing, I mean, you can just feel him being like in his element. Mm-hmm. And there's something just really beautiful about watching a character somehow that managed to not be real, but you can still somehow like they feel so real. Mm -hmm. It's so strange. Animated movies when they're done really well are so like uncomfortable for me because they hit so differently, but like, yeah. And you don't expect it. Yeah. Um, and you know, like his whole thing about, he, he, there's basically like a moment in the film when he realizes that like, like our time on this earth is so finite. Mm hmm. And it's so important for us to spend the time that we do have on earth doing something that like we love essentially, like, like not wasting our time on this earth and not wasting our potential. And I don't know, man, he's just, he's, he's a great character. He, 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 he's, he's a character that, that knows a lot and that, and that, um, teaches a lot, but also himself has to learn things. Mm Mm-hmm which is kind of unique for a character that, you know, you know, he's a character that again, like he's got a lot of knowledge and he's helping. I don't want to like ruin it for you or anything. So I don't want to like completely like tell you everything, but he's with the character teaching that character something. And then while he's teaching them something, he's learning about himself and Mm. like, and, and, and whatnot. And it's just really beautiful. Um, and I really like Joe. I like Joe a lot. I think that he's a really great animated character. Yeah, eventually I got to check this out because, like, when it came out, the only thing I will say though is that it's fucking rough on the eyeballs. Like, the mm-hmm. the color palette is like this neon color, blue, mm-hmm. like this super harsh blue that, like, if you are not, if you don't have like, um, we've spoken about them before, like the the blue light glasses, mm-hmm. like you have to wear those <laughs> because that that movie will fry your fucking eyeballs out. Mm-hmm. But it's it's worth it. Okay. That's really good. Last pick for me then, I guess. 
voiced by Peter Weller. You know him as RoboCop. Um, the animated version film for The Dark Knight Returns, Batman. By far, one of my favorite renditions of Batman ever. Like, the comic, like, the graphic novel, fantastic. Um, and this is the one where it is years and years after, like, Batman's hit his prime. Like, he is grizzled, he is old, he is thinking about retiring. And he's at this point where it's like, you know, he's kind of just waiting for, like, that last time where, like, he puts on the cape and cowl where somebody's going to kill him. And it's it's got to be something that, like, is done right. And this is the film where it's, like, you have the... They're called mutants, which is, like, a new gang that's come up. And, like, he has to kind of figure out, like, you know, they're bigger, they're tougher than me, they're younger than me. How do I do this, like, in a strategic way? I have to be more strategic than I have before, where it's, like, at some points I could just go in, like just bronze brute yeah um and then he has like this fantastic line too where it's like you know today's a good day to die but not good enough like he's looking for that one special spot and then of course this is the one too where you get that finally idea that people have had for like years and years and years with comics who would win between batman and superman and you get that fight in this now Batman actually holds his own. Like he did, it, he wins in a sense. Batman wins in a sense. Yes. Like it, it, they kind of like played it up to be like a draw, but like if you really watch it, like Batman wins. Um, he uses way better stuff. At one point, like he gets this thing that like actually strikes Superman with lightning, like an actual bolt of lightning from the sky hits him. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Like he is again one of my favorite renditions of batman because like it's just that old grizzled like knowledge filled but like has gotten to the point where it's like i don't care anymore like let's just fucking do this <laughs> and he's like an old man kind of mm-hmm. yeah. Cool, yeah like he's he's like in his like late 50s so like yeah. he's he's bulkier he's not as like slimmed down as like he always been yeah. he's, he's basically like a brick and what what's the name of this one uh the dark knight returns okay so there's part one and part two um part one I think focuses more on like the mutant part of it. And then part two is like more of like the Superman stuff. Um, But there's, I think like three books in total that like book one is all of that. Oh wait. So it's not a, is it a show or is it a movie? I'm sorry. It's, it was a comic book that got adapted into the film. Yeah. uh, Two films. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. And the films are good. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah. Like, if you're going to do one of them, read the comic. Okay. But yeah. the films are good. Cool. All right. Cool. You have some uh, honorable mentions? Yeah, it was Iron Giant and Remy. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> and I, I guess Mufasa. I na- uh, yeah, Mufasa's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, I take that back. I like Scar better. No, you don't. Scar's uh, a fucking cock. Fine. I just watched The Lion Long King. Long live the king. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just watched The Lion King. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Also, as an update, just wanted mm-hmm. to let everybody know. I have finished. I have officially finished all the Harry Potters. Oh, good. I like them. Yeah, the last two are good. I thought they were really good. I thought all the of them were pretty good. Boy who lives has come to die. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see though Voldemort in like that sweet black suit? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No man. Fantastic. Snape. Incredible. Mm-hmm. What a good character. Yeah. What a good. The character. development of him. Yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um. 
well, I'm not, we're not going to talk about Harry Potter, yeah. but <laughs> I just want to say that I've, I've, I've finally watched all of them and I really liked, I, there was only one film that I did not really like mm-hmm. love. I thought they were all good. Yeah. There were some that were definitely like better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. But there, I think there was like three I didn't really love. I don't remember. I think it was, it was either two or three that I was like, eh, mm-hmm. on, but everything else I thought was really, really good. And then, yeah, those last, like the last three were like fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. As an update, I've are you going to recommend Harry Potter films again? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, so you recommended a video game. Ironically, I have a sort of a video game recommendation, but not okay. really. Um, <laughs> I uh, like it, but I haven't played it. So it's a YouTuber that plays video games. Oh, okay, like that, a Let's Play. I guess I've never, I've never watched those that style of mm-hmm. uh, videos. I know that like um, people do that. I know that they're very popular. Um, the guy's name is on his name on YouTube is Hollow. He's, um, so specifically the reason why I got into him was, so listen, I am not a gamer by really, by any means. I do not really play video games. Mm -hmm. I don't really keep up with anything. Did you Um, beat Shadow of the Colossus yet? Nope. Yeah. (laughs) Never even tried. Um, the, what he focuses on though, mostly from what I can tell is horror Mm. games, which is cool. Mm -hmm. I didn't even, I guess I didn't realize like how big the horror genre in video games is if it's done right it's fantastic and, yeah and that's the thing like a lot of the ones that he does he, they're like really story driven mm-hmm. and like of course i knew that like there are video games out there that have like you know compelling stories like a red dead redemption or a last of us or something like that mm-hmm. um but there are some really compelling horror stories being told through video game medium mm-hmm. and I was really impressed and watching these these like really like crazy stories unfold that are I mean obviously like when you're playing them they're probably scarier yeah than when you're just watching it well it kind of cuts the tension in half too of like people like talking and joking yeah of so all like it. you know it's a little but I mean still man there are some video games that I've watched by this guy that are that, that he's played through and I'm like this is a really compelling story. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> some of the Silent Hill games, like the earlier three, fantastic stories. Evil Within, like, has grown to be a really good story. Um, he did then, this one with fucking Remy Malik in it. Um, oh, I know. Yeah, uh, Breaking Dawn or something like that. Something Dawn. Yeah, yeah. I played that. It's before Dawn or yes, until Dawn. It's or something. so good. Until Dawn, I was like, "Wow, this is a straight up movie." Yeah, like and the like a '90s like slasher film. And the crazy thing is, is like if you fuck up and get a character killed, that's it. They're killed. They, yeah. So that was I thought that was really interesting and unique. Was like. That, yeah, in this video game, it's like your choices matter. Mm -hmm. So if you choose to say this certain thing at this specific time, then that can drastically alter, like, the outcomes and Mm -hmm. things. Um, And I was, like, really impressed. I never heard of Until Dawn. Mm -hmm. I've never even, like, seen it. Uh, And then all of a sudden, I got fucking Remy Malik in my face as an animated (laughs) character. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, that's originally where I found him. Okay. Uh, I thought it was really weird and to, like, see him as, like, a video game. It's it's strange. But the graphics in that game are, like, fucking unreal. Peter Stormare's in it, too. Who? Peter Stormare. I don't know who that is. Do I? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's He's, a guy. Uh, But, yeah, no, anyway. um, Hollow on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um he obviously has like other video games where he's just like running around playing like whatever, like Call of Duty and shit. But like his horror playlist is really, really fun. Um, 
and I've seen some pretty cool, compelling narratives in uh, in the horror genre through video games, um, and I enjoy it. So I just wanted to recommend his channel. Um, okay, so I'm assuming there's not going to be an episode, two episodes next week, right? Mm-hmm. Because me, hi, I'm Frank. I'm going on a slight vacation. Going to go out to Massachusetts for the week. Um, so not going to have an episode or two episodes on Monday and Friday of next week. Um, but I am still giving you all homework because you still have to watch the movie for the following week. Um, and we're going to do a film called Dragged Across Concrete by S. Craig Zoller. Uh, Is that the whole... Dragged Across Concrete. Oh, okay. By you know S. S. Craig. He made um, Bone Tomahawk. Yes. Um, so he's uh, he's the guy. I, I, I really liked him. He made um, Bone Tomahawk. He made uh, he made a movie called Brawl and Cell Block 99. Yes, I know about that one. Which is fucking awesome. With Vince Vaughn, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this one's got Vince Vaughn in it as well. Um, but uh, this movie is fucking crazy. Um, so that's your homework for the next two weeks. You got some time. It's two and a half hours, so be prepared. Oh, okay. Uh, and, you, and now you got two weeks to watch it. So you guys I'll got I'll still watch time. it the day before we record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Either way. Yeah. Um, so that's the film that we're going to be doing, um, and we will talk to you guys in two weeks. Uh, anything else, Zach? No. Cool. Take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits. <laughs>